From the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. What will the war on coronavirus cost? This is a budget delivered in challenging times. We will rise to this moment. We will get through this together. Chancellor Rishi Sunak's delivered his first budget in a unique time. Economist Stephen King breaks it down. Also, the MPC is reducing bank rate by half a percent to 0.25 percent. This action will help support net cash flows of borrowers during a period in which economic activity is likely to be disrupted. A pre-budget interest rate cut was announced by Bank of England Governor Mark Carney. Will that keep people spending as the UK bunkers down against COVID-19? The Evening Standard's Jonathan Prince says it could work, but it'll hit savers hard. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, a new chancellor, an unprecedented crisis. How is Rishi Sunak handling coronavirus? This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reid, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mr. Chancellor of the Exchequer. Rishi Sunak stood for his first budget to huge cheers for a Chancellor barely into the job for a month and a duty to get the country through a crisis. I want to get straight to the issue most on everyone's mind. Coronavirus COVID-19. He spoke about the worry across the UK, the talk of markets collapsing and difficult times coming, and pledged the government is doing everything it can to keep the country healthy and financially secure, including a £5 billion emergency response fund. Whatever extra resources our NHS needs to cope with coronavirus, it will get. So whether it's research for a vaccine, recruiting thousands of returning staff or supporting our brilliant doctors and nurses, whether it's millions of pounds or billions of pounds, whatever it needs, whatever it costs, we stand behind our NHS. There was a lot more after that, and there's a lot to unpack. And I'm now joined by The Economist, Stephen King. Stephen, we spoke on the podcast earlier this week about how Rishi Sunak was going to have to think like a wartime chancellor. At the very beginning of his speech 
as he was talking. I felt like through the tone of what he was saying, maybe he'd read your column, Stephen. <laughs> well, I'd like to think he might have read my column. Certainly he was on a kind of war footing, uh, promising all sorts of help uh, for households, for uh, businesses and so on, all of which I think is entirely the right message. It's, it's pretty clear that uh, coronavirus has been uh, already enormously damaging economically in other parts of the world, most obviously China and more recently Italy. Uh, but uh, if Italy is any guide uh, at all to what might be coming our way in the UK, uh, then it's absolutely crucial that there is some kind of uh, support, um, in particular for businesses, which might otherwise uh, go under. So we've had a combination today uh, of help from the Bank of England, uh, with a rate cut and uh, certainly some incentives for banks to lend more freely than would otherwise be the case, uh, alongside um, all these various uh, loan guarantees and rent reductions that uh, uh, Rishi Sunak has now provided. His big set piece seemed to be that moment when he declared that the government will support the NHS with everything it needs, whether it's millions or billions. Is that quite risky for a Chancellor to make a commitment like that? Well, it's certainly an unusual commitment. I think in peacetime, if I can put it that way, you wouldn't expect uh, that sort of thing uh, to be promised um, at all. Uh, but it's rem reminiscent, actually, of something that uh, Mario Draghi, um, the former president of the European Central Bank, once said um, in the sort of height of the Eurozone crisis, where he said, we're going to do whatever it takes. Um, and it was that promise of doing whatever it takes without actually defining what that was. Uh, that actually restores confidence to a certain degree. So if people uh, think that uh, Sunak's promises are, are credible um, and they really do believe that the NHS will be provided with the resources it needs, then maybe that will help to cut down any sort of sign of panic that might otherwise materialise. Of course, spending money is one thing. Actually having the physical resources in place is another thing altogether. So there are obviously some you know, significant logistical challenges in these circumstances. And there was quite a lot of spending in this budget, wasn't there? A lot of spending. Um, and of course, the budget in one sense divides into two. There's the whole issue of security in the short term and then prosperity in the long term. Um, and there's an awful lot of infrastructure spending in particular that has been promised, that I think would have been promised regardless of where we are uh, with coronavirus. Um, and this, I think, marks really quite a a dramatic shift in the philosophy um, of a, a Conservative government. Uh, previous governments have often been mistrustful of public sector funded infrastructure projects. This one's had a, almost like a complete reversal um, in that view, effectively saying that if you spend money on public sector infrastructure projects, it not only is good in its own right, it also boosts the underlying long-term rate of growth, which is the kind of argument you might expect Labour to make more than perhaps the Conservatives in other circumstances. He's obviously only been in the job for, for barely a month. He didn't have a lot of time to get this set up. How do you think he did? Well, I think his performance in the Commons was uh, articulate, um, encouraging, confident. I mean, all those things were good. Um, I think the lingering doubt, perhaps, is what precisely is the budgetary framework that he is working within. He's already admitted that the numbers that he has for this year are based on forecasts from the Office for Budget Responsibility, which themselves are already out of date, given what we know about the coronavirus. So that itself um, is a, a note of caution. But he's also now saying that uh, although he's sticking uh, within the existing fiscal rules, that only is on the basis of those, if you like, faulty forecasts from the OBR, and he's promising to have a complete review of the fiscal rules for later in the year. 
There's nothing wrong, of course, with having a review of the fiscal rules. It does make you think that perhaps the rules be bent to accommodate uh, the budget rather than the budget being constrained uh, to reflect the rules. So it's, again, a sort of slightly topsy-turvy way of looking at how things should be done. Next. They want to try and at least keep the demand side of the economy going as, in as much as they can, and this sends a signal to people that they're, A, prepared to do what it takes, and B, they're going to put more money back in people's pockets. The Evening Standard's Jonathan Prynne on the Bank of England's efforts to keep people spending. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. At a press conference this morning, outgoing Bank of England Governor Mark Carney described what he saw as the front lines against coronavirus. He spoke about the work of the NHS and the government's help for UK citizens abroad. And he said the bank itself had to play its part. The Bank of England's role is to help UK businesses and households manage through an economic shock that could prove large and sharp, but should be temporary. He announced a package of measures to help businesses and households, including an interest rate cut. Our editorial column says it's a smart move. Mark Carney is giving this coronavirus crisis both barrels. The aim is to help lenders, borrowers, families and businesses stay afloat in uncertain times. Businesses that are otherwise doing well will face a cash flow crisis if orders do not come in. Workers whose earnings are normally reliable might suddenly find themselves short of money to pay their bills. Each individual crisis could tip others into an even worse situation. It's not just the virus that could spread rapidly. The bank's quick action and the Chancellor's measures today may keep the economy functioning into the summer. By then we have to hope the shock of coronavirus will be followed by a sharp recovery. Evening Standards Consumer Business Editor Jonathan Prins here. Jonathan, what's actually been announced here by the Governor? So the Bank of England has cut rates today, or cut its its rate, the benchmark rate, from 0.75% to 0.25%, half a point cut. It's very much part of an emergency package of measures to to keep the wheels of the economy rolling through this crisis um, that's been triggered by the uh, coronavirus outbreak, which looks like it could have quite a severe impact, hopefully short-term, on on the economy. That's quite a a severe cut. Clearly, they're doing it to try and get things moving within the economy. But there are savers there who are probably looking at it and going, what? I know. Uh, If you're a saver, and of course, the savers always get slightly forgotten. And in fact, out there, there are more savers and borrowers by, by a substantial margin. The coverage is always focused on uh, mortgage holders and homeowners. And, and in fact, even of, the, even of those people, only about a quarter of them will get an immediate uh, benefit because three quarters of mortgage holders are on fixed rate deals. So they don't notice a thing to start with. But if you've got a tracker or a variable rate, then your next bill will be 
um, reasonably significantly reduced um, on a typical £300,000 London mortgage. That's about £75 a, a month that you're better off. It, you know, it's, it's useful money and it'll certainly uh, hopefully encourage people to keep spending and keep keep the economy rolling. Is that what the Bank of England wants to do then? Because we're in this situation where we know we spoke yesterday about the situation being faced by restaurants, for example, people not going out. Is that what they want to get people to continue spending? That's why you have an interest rate cut. I think so, yeah. One of the unusual features of, of this recession that's now expected is that it's what economists call both uh, on the supply side and on the demand side. So on the supply side, you've got problems getting products and, and um, raw materials and so on out of, out of China. Uh, on the demand side, you've got this dramatic slowdown in, in spending that we're already starting to see in the West End and, and in London more generally. And that's a very unusual combination. So they want to try and at least keep the demand side of the economy going as, in as much as they can. And this sends a signal to people that they're, A, prepared to do what it takes, and B, they're going to put more money back in people's pockets so that hopefully they will go on spending and you won't see thousands of small businesses going to the wall and uh, and unemployment starting to rise, which is the fear. And that's The Leader. Please subscribe through your podcast provider and we'd love it if you give us a rating too. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. <laughs>